Lord Jesus, we exalt you, the King of Kings. We exalt you that decree and it stand fast. You that sits in the heavens and the earth is your footstool. You that ride upon the wings of the wind, the God of all creation. We worship and we adore you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for everyone in this place today. We thank you for this season to wait upon you. We thank you for that which eyes have not seen. We thank you for that which ears have not heard. We thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of man. We give you praise and glory. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. We um, started a series some time ago, about a long time ago, a few weeks ago, titled, Jesus is Dash. And the Dash we've been, God has been helping us to fill the dash, you know, as, as, as we went along. And we, we began by looking at Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one. And after that, we looked at Jesus is Alpha and Omega. Then we looked at Jesus is the answer. Then we looked at Jesus is the light. After that, um, Jesus is the light. The most, no, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about to say this. Don't, don't worry, I'm not stuck. The most anointed woman on earth, <laughs> I'm thinking of how else to put it, <laughs> preached. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Then we looked at Jesus is full of grace and truth. Then we looked at Jesus is near. After that, well, part eight, we looked at Jesus is reliable. Part nine, last, no, last week was not part nine. Last week was past ten, right? Part nine, we looked at Jesus is calling you. And part ten, we looked at Jesus is my, my savior. My Savior. And today, we'll be looking at Jesus is. So today we are looking at Jesus is merciful. I mean, I want you to please say to your neighbor, I don't know what you have done. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is merciful. Jesus is merciful. He's full of mercy. His mercy knows no bounds. And we take a text from Matthew chapter 20. It's a very fantastic story that Jesus told himself. Matthew 20, I'll read verse 1 to 15. Matthew 20, 1 to 15. The word of God says that for the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire 
workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and send them out to work. At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard at noon and it gained at three o'clock. He did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in the town, he was in town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the, least, with the last worker to the first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more. But they, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us. We worked all day in scorching heat. He answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his word in Jesus' name. There are many parts of scriptures that I have struggled with in the past, and this was a major part of the scriptures that I had an issue with. You know, I mean, one of them was the prodigal son. I couldn't understand that story until God gave me the understanding of the story. This is one of such scripture. I don't get it. This is not fair. Are you, are you encouraging? Um, you know, and, and the least, you can just imagine, you know, all that. But God will give us understanding today in Jesus' name. Jesus is merciful, and by merciful, we, we, we are using that word merciful loosely. Loosely meaning, we are using it to mean Jesus is kind, Jesus is compassionate, Jesus is, um, is tender-hearted, you know, we, we, so you could as well say Jesus is kind, or Jesus is forgiving, or Jesus is gracious, so you, any of them can, will go. And Jesus is merciful. And sometimes, you see, when you look at the sin in this world, when you look, 
put on the TV, check the news, what's going on in the news. You see all sorts of destruction everywhere, even recently. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about the Kenya incident. You know, killings of people that, children, people that have not offended you, even if they have. Praise the Lord. So, so you move from that part of the world, you go to, to another part of the world, you see another form of destruction taking place. You leave that part of the world, go to another part of the world, you see another form of destruction taking place. And maybe you don't even need to go far. You check our borders here in Nigeria. You see all sorts of terrible things. And, and sometimes you, you, you ask yourself, where's God in all this? Praise the Lord. And believe it or not, you know, sometimes those questions creep up on my heart too. Say, God, what are you doing? Why are you like these guys too? Then I read the scriptures again. Even I've read it a lot of the time. But, I mean, it was reassuring and gave me perspective. John 10. John 10, 10. Listen to what John 10, 10 says. You know, the word of God says that the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is Jesus speaking. My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. Now, there are two things that are happening in this, in this world. Jesus is saying, if you see destruction, killings, and stealing taking place, who is behind it? The devil. If you see life, a more abundant life taking place. Who is behind it? Jesus. So it's like, don't blame me for what the bad guy is doing. A time will come, however, when Jesus is going to rule the world. Praise the name of the Lord. Every nation will be under his government. And he's going to rule from Jerusalem. And the time is getting shorter and shorter. Believe me, shorter and shorter. So Jesus is merciful. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we, 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 we blame God for what, what God has no business, no hand in, you know. I mean, I gave the illustration of when we were growing up, primary school, secondary school, you know, and we were just, some of us were full of a lot of pranks. So the teacher would back us and begin to write on the board, then I will have planned with some of my friends, then I'll fire a stone at the teacher, then I'll put my book. And the teacher looks back, and everybody in my area is serious, and we look up and say, that's that guy. And we blame the FICO, you know, the guy that makes us look bad by getting all the marks. And the guy is like, it's not me, it's not me, it's not me. And the teacher is like, Confused. This part of this class is pointing to this part of the class. This part of the class is pointing to that part of the class. At the end of the day, it's the louder ones that wins. I guess where the louder ones are, and this part of the class. <laughs> and these guys get punished. Now, and now don't look at me like that. I'm not like that anymore. Some people are like this guy. Not anymore. The things I used to do. I just don't know. I'm born again, okay? But many times, we make God feel like that. God, you know, we point fingers at God, and God says this, God says, 
It's not me. The enemy tries to steal your marriage. You're saying, God, why? God, why? God says, it's not me. He's trying to destroy the things that you have worked for. And you're like, God, why? God, why? And God says, it's not me. So, So what should we do? Now that we know it's not God, what should we do? The word of God says, resist the devil. And it will flee from you. Resist the devil. So what we should do is partner with God and resist the devil. That's why we are fasting. That's why we are praying. That's part of the reason why we are praying. Part of the reason why we are praying. There There are certain things in our lives that are confronting the lordship of Jesus. They are going to crumble this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. They are going to crumble. We are going to, by God's grace, take the battle to where it matters most, the spiritual, and enforce his will that Jesus is Lord. I'm pretty excited about the daily vigils that are starting tomorrow. Ask your neighbor, are you excited about the vision? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You know, the beautiful thing about Jesus is that Jesus always responds to the humble cry of people for help. Jesus always responds. You know, there's something about crying out to Jesus that unlocks the mercy of God. There's something about crying out to Jesus that unlocks the mercy of God. And you can check from scripture, just check everyone that cried out to Jesus, Jesus came to their head. Everyone, Bartimaeus was blind. He shouted, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy upon me. Jesus stopped, attended to him. The Syrophoenician woman, Lord, have mercy. My daughter is sick. Jesus even though he didn't want to, attended. Even the woman that didn't call grabbed the hem of his garment. Jesus attended. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone. You know that, 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 that what one of us says that ask and it shall be what? Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened. Now, for everyone that asketh, Receive it. That's totally mind-blowing. I know we are struggling with some things right now, I know. But guess what? Everyone that seeks, finds. Everyone that knocks, the door will be opened. And as you knock, the doors of heaven will be opened in Jesus' name. As I grew in God, when I first gave my life to Jesus, as I grew in God, you you know... I discovered that I loved God. I loved to pray. But I also discovered that prayer can be hard. Anyone that says to you, prayer is not hard, has not prayed consistently. Prayer can be tough. Hard on the flesh, that is. So I, 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 I began a journey to discover 
the alternatives to prayer. So I began to study and research. There must be alternatives to prayer. And at the end of the day, I discovered that <laughs> there's no alternative to prayer. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Prayer is necessary. Prayer is not always convenient, but prayer is what? It's necessary. We say to people, there are two times to pray. Only two times to pray. At the other times, you don't have to pray. But two times, you must pray. First time, when you must pray is when you feel like praying. The second time, when you must pray is when you don't feel like praying. Every other time, don't pray. You're fine. You're fine. So prayer is necessary. What is necessary is not always convenient. You discover that what is necessary is not always convenient. There are a lot of things that are necessary, but they are not always convenient. But the difference between the great guy and the normal guy is that the great guy does what is necessary. The normal guy does what is convenient. The difference between, difference between the great people and average and normal people is that great people do what is necessary. The average and normal people, they do what is convenient. They do what is convenient. You know, there are this group of people that my grandmother will call Mekunu. Have you heard Mekunu before? Mekunu means common man. The common man is about his convenience. Oh, it's not convenience. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. It's very inconvenient for me to... To pray for 15 minutes. Very inconvenient, Pastor. Meanwhile, you can gossip for two hours. That is also very convenient. You need to decide how your life is going to be formed and shaped. You need to decide and give it what it takes. As a child of God, you have to be ready. Now, even take the basic fasting, waiting upon God. For instance, some people think, oh, that's so inconvenient. Pastor, I work hard. I say, sorry, we, we are playing hard. The great people do what is necessary. The average person does what is what? Convenient. Ask your neighbor, which are you? You'll be amazed, the people contesting for that marriage with you, you'll be amazed what they are willing to do. The people contesting for that bid with you, for that position, you'll be shocked what they are willing to, to do. You'll be amazed. You know, I've said the story of a man that's a big man, but wants something bigger. And they said to him, oh, you need to take the sacrifice to the, to the barbage. Real story. Take the sacrifice to the barbage and Offer it, as you're offering it, you, you need to offer it naked. So the man went there, took off his clothes, carried the sacrifice, does everything. Then the bitch came and carried his clothes away. <laughs> so the bitch came and carried his clothes away. As he, and, and so the guy didn't have clothes on. His car was on the road. So Big man. Entered the car, shut the door, drove home, 
The Megan opened the gates. I said, Ah, Oga! My friend opened this gate. I give you. Now, people will do all sorts of things to look for power that doesn't exist. Where it is written that at the name of Jesus, every knee bows of things in the heavens, of things in the ocean, of things on earth, of things beneath the earth, and at the name, and, 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 and every tongue shall confess that what? Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And they are saying, come and enforce that victory. They are saying, oh, it's not convenient. It's not convenient. May, may you not die average. In Jesus' name. It's not convenient. Really? It's not convenient? The people that are ruling this world, do you think it's convenient for them to, seize, to stay in power? It's not convenient, but they stay in power. The Syrian guy, is it convenient for him to stay in power? It's not convenient. But is it to kill anybody that and gas them out? The people that will take over from him, is it convenient? It's not convenient. Spiritually, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The places that you will take will not be because it is convenient. The, the promised land will have giants. If you have a land, there are no giants. Then there is no milk and um, honey in the land. The reason there are giants is because the land is a land flowing with milk and honey. And all the giants will crumble at the name of Jesus Amen. this season. Amen. So back to our story. Jesus told the story to depict his kingdom. And, and it's really a story about himself and his kingdom. And his story is amazing because, you know, it started by this guy went, goes out, finds people at 6 a.m. And they, be, they began work at 6 a.m. He goes at 9 a.m. He finds more people. Meanwhile, the people at 6 a.m., he agreed with them. I'm going to pay you the day's wage. Fine. Sign, seal, deliver. The guys at 9, I'll give you what is fair. Okay. The guys at 12 noon, he went out at 3, got some more guys. I'll give you whatever I feel like. And he still went out at 5. Work is going to close at 6. I still found some more guys. And he says, I will give you what I think is fair. Then it was pay time. And the supervisor said, okay, line up from the time you came. For the people that came latest to the people that came earliest. And the guys at the back will be wondering, why these guys in front of us? We came first, Right? If it were you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you wonder? Just natural, I would. I would like, ah, is it not first come first serve? But you see, in the kingdom of God, it's not first come first serve. Oh, no, 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 no. no. You can be at something for years. Somebody else can come today and overtake you. And God will say, I'll be fair. Now, so, the guys at the front, Open their paycheck. 
a whole day's salary. They worked for only one hour. They rejoiced. And the guy at the back was thinking, oh, for sure. Now I know why we are lining up like this. They want to pay the guys for, so that they will give us our own bounty. And he got to their turn and he opened their check. It was the day, the same day's pay. And they were upset. We should have gotten at least 12 times more than these guys because we worked 12 hours more. And he went to the owner of the land. And the guy said to one of them, Now listen to this. I have paid you what we agreed. I have paid them based on my discretion. I have not wronged you, but I have been kind to them. Are you now upset that I am kind to people? And that immediately highlights two ways of relating to God. You can relate to God based on dogma, what you deserve. Or you can relate to God based on his discretion. So God says to me, let me give you an example. Very, I want you to go and do a work for me. And I say, yes, sir. Tell me about the work. And he tells me about the work. I say, yes, sir. And I'm going to do the work. And he says, oh, but Femi, come. You've not talked about your wage. Oh, I say, oh, Jesus, I leave that to your discretion. And I go to do the work. Why am I doing that? Now, let me backtrack. Some people, God calls them. I want you to do a work for me. Yes, sir. Go and do the work. Wait, let's agree on the terms first. How much are you willing to cough out, Lord? You want me to do this for you. I'll do it. But how much are you willing to pay back? And he will say, okay, I will give you this. I'm like, wow, I'll take it. But guess what? God's discretion will be far much more than you ever think or imagine you are worth. Praise the name of the Lord. God's discretion is, will be far much more. So, me, Jesus, do what you feel is right. Do what you feel is kind. Do what you, let me just, let me just inch my benefit on your kindness. Are you getting this? The, 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 the crux of this story, you know, is not how to um, twist God or how to see that um, the king, this is how the kingdom of God is. Okay, then um, I will get born again just before I die. Have you heard that before? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, it doesn't work. If you check that story, 
Every one of them came into the kingdom when the owner called them. So the door of the kingdom is open to you when God is calling you. It's not at your discretion. If you leave it at your discretion, the devil will make sure you die. Without. So, you know, that's why the Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. You know, I was listening to someone preach, and he gave this amazing illustration about, about this, this same story. And, and I find it very amusing. In fact, I, I really laughed. Because he said that he wonders why the guys that came early were upset. He says, if it were him, he would just say to him, okay, you paid me a day's wage, right? And the guy said, okay, fine. I'm not angry with you. If I like you, you're a good guy. Do you have work tomorrow? He says, yes. He says, you will make sure it comes at five minutes to the time. And I had a good laugh. Because that is the limitation of our, our, our mind as human beings. Did you know you were going to wake up this morning? Did you know? Oh, pastor, I knew. I shall not die, but leave. You don't know Jack. Do you know if you will wake up tomorrow? Ah, pastor, by the grace of God, I'll be here for God to do great service on Sunday. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And you will see many more years. My point is this. The time to respond is when he calls you. Not when you choose to. So the crux of this story is the kindness of Jesus. That even though he calls you late, I used to feel bad that I didn't know God much um, earlier. But this kind of stories gives me hope that even though it calls me at any time, I will still be all he has called me to be and get all that he has for me to get. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus does practically everything out of compassion. Practically everything out of compassion. Jesus was dying on the cross. He was dying on the cross. And he still said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. I mean, that's just amazing. Some of us, we've not even seen the cross. We are saying, Father, let them fall down and die. <laughs> you've not seen nothing. And we were, God, you see, let me tell you something. When God wants to make you great, one of the first things he does, he deals with your flesh. And when one of the ways he deals with your flesh is that it makes you see how people are taking you for granted. And he will tell you, take it like that. I mean, I, 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 I can tell you stories. And I want to erupt. And you say, take it like that. This is so unfair, Lord. This is so unfair. This is who we think I'm a fool. It's because of your greatness. President of the Lord. Take it like that. 
Jesus does things out of compassion. He saw the, he's, he's, he was dying on the cross. He said to the mother, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. He still had time. He was on the cross. He still had time to say to the thief on, his, on the right hand. Like I said, we don't know if it's the right hand of Jesus or right hand facing Jesus. On the right hand. <laughs> he said to the thief on the right hand. Okay, now some of you are looking at me. Okay, what's that? Is it not Jesus' right hand? Read your Bible. It's the right hand. I wanted to play yesterday, you know, I wanted to play a penalty. Say, Pastor, you still play soccer? Yes, I still, a little bit yesterday. So, I stood over the penalty point, ball, and I had my teammates. Some people are saying, oh, soccer again in church. Yes. Deal with it. Some people are like, my colleagues were, as in people on my team, were beside me. So I asked them, which side should I put it? One guy said, put it on the right. I asked the other guy, which side should I put it? He says, put it on the left. In my mind, I'm like, whichever way you are both correct. <laughs> Because it could be the right of the keeper, the left of the, or my right, or my, whatever. Jesus said, today, you will be with me in, in paradise. Merciful God. Praise the name of the Lord. Merciful God. Everything he did, he did out of compassion. Compassion. Jesus heals out of Compassion. Matthew 14, 14, Matthew 14, 14, the word of God says that Jesus saw a huge crowd and he had compassion on them and healed them. He heals out of compassion. Luke 7, 11 to 15, Luke 7, 11 to 15, the word of God says that Jesus saw this crowd, funeral procession, and he, his heart overflowed with compassion. His heart overflowed with compassion. So, Jesus did not heal condescendingly. Jesus heals out of compassion. If you want to walk, operate the gifts of healing, for instance, you must unlock the, your heart of compassion. How many of you want to lay your hands upon the sick and they will recover? Let me see your hands up. Okay? And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The keys, one of the major keys to working these gifts of healing is a heart of compassion. Compassionate heart. Someone is in pain. Does it break your heart? Someone is, has this challenge. Does he, does he upset you? Do you care for them? So Jesus teaches. Jesus heals with compassion. Secondly, Jesus teaches with compassion. In, in, in Mark chapter 6, verse 34, Mark 6, 34, Mark 6, 34, the, the word of God says that Jesus saw a huge crowd and he stepped out, as he stepped out of the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so he began to teach them many things. So Jesus does not teach 
in arrogance. It does not teach condescendingly. Sometimes you hear some people teach and it's just all about their pride and their ego and how much grammar they know. It has nothing to do with compassion for the people to really understand and get what they are saying. Jesus teaches with compassion. So Jesus doesn't only heal with compassion, teach with compassion. Jesus also feeds with compassion. He feeds out of compassion. In Matthew 15, 32, Matthew 15, 32, the word of God says that, that then they called his disciples and he told them, I feel sorry for these people. And he fed 4,000 people because he felt compassionate. And that tells me immediately that you cannot stay with Jesus and stay hungry. So, I mean, that's so comforting <laughs> for those of us that like food. You can't stay with Jesus and stay hungry. Jesus can turn stone to bread for you so that you will eat. Now, while I am not a proponent of the materialism, quote unquote, of, of the prosperity gospel, if you listen to me well, I, I don't push that at all because I think it's wrong. However, I'm convinced without any doubt that God wants you to prosper. That's, that is just his nature. He wants you to prosper. So it's difficult to stay with Jesus and remain hungry. He will feed you. Praise the name of Allah. Now, you know, because Jesus lives in us, he wants us to show and share his mercy. He wants his mercy to flow through us. How? Two main ways. He wants us to, to share his mercy by telling. Everybody say telling. By telling. Mark chapter 5 verse 18. Yes, I'm giving you a lot of scriptures because it's the word of God and that's where you should be grounded. Mark Chapter 5, verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him to follow him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and, and do what? And tell, tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been to you. So the man started off, and visited the ten towns of that region. Jesus said, go to your family. The guy went to ten towns. Go to your family. The guy went. In other words, he, he wants us to propagate. Now, if God has not been merciful to you, let me see your hands up. God has not been merciful to me at all in any area. No hands up. I hope... Say, Pastor, I wish I want to put up my hand, but I'll be the only one. Don't worry. You can put it up. It's okay. Okay. Somebody was yawning. I thought the hand was going up. <laughs> now, now. He wants you to tell of that goodness. He wants you to tell. 
He wants you to tell. Don't keep it yourself. Tell. The second way Jesus wants us to share his kindness with others is by giving. Everybody say giving. It's by giving. It's by giving. By giving. There's a story in Matthew 18. Matthew 18, 18 there, was, there were two servants. One servant owed the other, and the other owed the master. The one that owed the master owed a large sum of money. And after begging, the master said, I forgive you. Now, the other guy that owed him, owed him a smaller amount of money. And he refused to forgive the other guy. He just refused to forgive the other guy. And the master said, I'm going to punish you. You are going to pay back everything you have owed. Then I'm going to put you in prison. Tormentors are going to deal with you. And all, and all, and all that. And Jesus said something in that story that is very, 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 very instructive. He says, because this was his expectation, he says, so you should have what? Given that other man who serves with you the same mercy I gave you. Has God been merciful to you? God is saying, give the same mercy. The same. I'm not saying you should manufacture something. Give the same thing. So, mercy is, is, is communicable. In other words, you can give it with, without losing what you have. The people that have flu, when they give you flu, they still have their own. <laughs> it's like mercy. You can give mercy and you still have your mercy. That's how mercy is. Jesus said, you should give what the same mercy that I give you. Give the same mercy. The same mercy. Some of us, we are like, no, pastor, I am never going to forgive her. I'm never going to forgive him. You tie yourself up when you say that. You release your life to tormentors when you say that. But pastor, you don't understand. If you knew what they did to me. The question is, has God been merciful to you? Now, that same message that God has given you, give them. You have it, give them. God is not telling you to give them what you don't have. God is saying, I have been merciful to you, give them the same message. Give them. Oh, someone said to me, Oh, Pastor, what if, you know, someone that has been hurting you, and the person is hurting you, you know, Forgive them again. Yeah, and the person goes to again. Forgive them again. Ah. But is that not what Jesus said? Now everywhere has gone quiet. That's what Jesus said. And a lady came to meet me after service and she said, but pastor, what if they are doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? Forgive them. 
Why? Because, you know, my grandmother would say that, I will not allow you to use your own to distort, to block me off my own. <laughs> you know? If they have the issue, it's their issue. Don't make it your issue. Forgive them. Then this, this lady now solved the issue. She nailed it. She says, but it's true. When I grow, it will stop being a problem to me. In other words, if someone's behavior upsets you over and over and over again, it's because you have not grown. Ouch. Someone refrained from eyeing me right there. <laughs> if not that, because you are the pastor, I'll just eye you like this. I don't even know how to do it. How do they do that thing? <laughs> Whatever. When you grow, even if the person is your spouse, your spouse, the reason why is that thing that is still irritating you about your spouse for the past 12 years is because you have not grown for the past 12 years. I think I'm walking on water right now. <laughs> I need a miracle to stay afloat. But it's the truth. You cannot change the other person. The only thing you can change is your response. So if, 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 if there's something about my spouse that is not necessarily a sin that the person is going to hell, but I just don't like it. Sticking me off. It ticked me off ten years ago. It ticked me off five years ago. It's still ticking me off today. What does that tell you about me? A perpetual baby. That's you see, that's that's just the truth. So, 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 my wife, there's, there are things my wife used to do. Maybe she still does them. But I don't respond the same way I used to respond. Why? Because I'm not that premature anymore. I've grown. So, the things that will make me let my lead go off, my lead does not go off. It doesn't mean I won't tell her that it's wrong. I will still tell her that it's wrong. Lovingly. Hallelujah. Forgive. And, 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 I, and I gave the lady an illustration of what someone I know used to say. That this group of people, they plan to bury, um, um, I don't know, a donkey alive. So they pushed the donkey in the pit and they were, you know, taking the shovel and, you know, and pouring the, the debris on, on the donkey. And before they knew it, the donkey was standing, facing them. And they're like, how? And the donkey said, every dirt you poured on me, I shake it off and I step on it. I shake it off and I step on it. So you pour the dirt, I what? And 
throw the dirt, shake it off and step on it. Shake it off and step on it. Shake it off and step on it. If you stay there, don't shake it off. You, they will bury you with it. But you will not be buried in Jesus' name because you will fulfill your destiny. Shake it off and step on it. Shake it off and step on it. Now, he wants us to share. And, you know, he, he doesn't just want us to do that because, you know, and it's because he himself has shown us that that is the way. He's shown us that that is the way. I have a friend that is saved. He's saved today. He used to be a Muslim. Now he's saved. He's saved for over 10 years, as far as I can remember. And he's doing very well in God. And he talks to his brother about Jesus. And his brother said to him, I have a problem with this, your Jesus. This is why I struggle to accept your faith. And he says, why? And he says to him, you mean if I kill someone and I come to Jesus, he will forgive me. And my friend said, yes. I said, you see, I have a problem with that. Why should he forgive me after taking somebody else's life? I deserve to die. And I for... But Jesus said, no. He slap you on one cheek. Turn the other one. So he says, he's turned the other side. Not turned the other cheek. They asked a man of God a long time ago. I don't think I was even saved at the time. I was watching TV. And they asked this guy, Jesus said, if they slap you on one cheek, you should turn the other cheek. The, the reporter asked him. He said, yes, Jesus said so. So the reporter said, you, sir, if I slap you on one cheek now, what will you do? And the man says, I will not be here for you to slap the other cheek. <laughs> I will run away. That <laughs> is turning the other side. <laughs> but whatever. The crux of that message is this. Our gospel is the gospel of mercy. And it's a gospel of grace. When you come to Jesus, no matter how far you've gone, Jesus welcomes you back home. And with open arms at that. And he wants us to do the same thing. So I end with this passage of scripture. First Peter chapter 3. Verse 8. Finally. Everyone say Finally. All of you should be of what? How many of you? All of you. Sympathize. Everybody say sympathize. Sympathize with each other. Then what? Love each other as what? 
Be tender hearted. Keep a, a what? Humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't say, I forgive you, but. Don't what? Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Say, but Pastor, she insulted me first. I'm trying to settle the matter and she's insisting, but you don't understand. She started it. So I paid her in her own coin. Instead, pay back with what? A blessing. Somebody insults you, do what? God bless you. That is what God has called you to do. And when you do that, he will, he will bless you for it. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. And let's think about these things as we talk to God about the things we've heard. Jesus is merciful. There's one thing about our story. Everybody Jesus called responded. None of them said, oh, you know what, I'm going to come at quarter to time. Everybody responded. Everybody responded. And Jesus is calling you today. You are here, you don't have a walk with God. You are not saved. You are still wallowing in sin. Oh, yeah, here you used to be born again, but you've gone back to your vomit. You have gone back to your mess. You're like, I'm outside, and Jesus is saying, Come into my kingdom. Come into my kingdom. Come into my kingdom. And you want to say, Pastor, I want to respond to that. You don't need to come forward. Just wherever you are, I want to pray with you. I say, Pastor, that is me. That is me. Put up that hand now over your head. Quickly, God bless you. And talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. That is me. Put it up for Jesus and make the call. The rest of us, let's, let's. Maybe there's someone that you need to forgive. Forgive the person. From your heart, forgive. Let's talk to him. Mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tenderness I see.
Father, we pray for everyone that is committing to you. Even today we ask that you rend the heavens and breathe upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Cleanse them totally and establish them in your kingdom and your name will be glorified. Father, we pray for everyone here that is struggling with one thing or the other. Struggling with the pains of betrayal, with hurts, we thank you, Lord, because you are the balm of Gilead. We ask that you heal them perfectly and permanently in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the grace to be merciful as you are and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' name, mighty name we have prayed.